This morning I would ask you to turn in your Bibles to Psalm 19. Psalm 19. Psalm 19, and I would like for us to read together the first six verses of this psalm as we prepare our hearts to meet with the Lord in the Word. Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. We're going to end our reading there. We trust the Lord will bless his word to our hearts for Jesus' sake. This morning, I want us to particularly think on the words that are found there in verse 5. The description of the sun as it makes its journey across the sky. It is described again as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoiceth as a strong man to run the race. I want us to think this morning on that phrase particularly the bridegroom coming out of his chamber but before we go any further let's just ask the Lord to meet with us for Jesus sake Lord we pray that thou wouldst bless this word we pray that thou bless it by allowing the spirit of God to take it and apply it to our hearts to show us Christ to show us ourselves as we are related now to the Lord Jesus bought by blood sealed by the spirit we pray, O oh God, that thou wouldst allow this word to be used as a minister to our souls. Lord, hear the heart of everyone here that would ask, Lord, bless me today. Speak to me today. Open my eyes today. Lord, unto this end, I pray that you'll help me as your servant. I pray that you'll guide thought and word. And I pray that you will empower the word of God with the Spirit's anointing. And we pray all this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. We begin this morning with an encouragement that I would like to give you to foster a habit. That encouragement is this. If you read a segment of Scripture... And it seems to hold no word for your heart. Try rereading it. 
saying to the Lord that what was there for you, you missed. I had that happen a number of days ago myself while reading Psalm 19. I'm not happy to say that I found the first number of verses of this psalm so familiar that it seemed to just flow past me. I wanted to hear from the Lord because I had a particular matter on my mind and heart, but it seemed that there was no word from the Lord for me in these verses. I found myself saying to the Lord that I had not gleaned today in the kinsman's field, and I was still hungry. Well, I don't advise listening to the impressions of your heart normally, for the heart is deceitful. But I felt very strongly that I was to reread that portion, because there was absolutely something there for me specifically. So I did. And the thought that I want to share with you today is what struck me plainly. Now I will say I read the portion initially as being a testament to God's creation giving him glory for his might and his creative power. Nature speaks with an unending and irrepressible voice to the creative genius of our maker. Day to day and night to night, witness goes forth. Well, I have to say my mind stopped at that thought and then jumped to the following verses for the words were so familiar. When I read it the second time, I believe the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart that the words are not limited to what I was thinking at all. There's much, there's much sweeter message, though the power of God is sweet to consider. When I read verse 5 again, the word bridegroom jumped out at me. And I realized that this was not a word just about creation. It is a word about the Lord Jesus. As the sun comes up in the morning, so does the sun of righteousness arise in his brilliance to meet his saints. Malachi 4 and 2. In other words, here's a word of promise. He comes. He comes and comes to you. He reveals himself. He will show himself to be for the saint exactly as described in the words that have been chosen of the Holy Spirit to describe the rising of the sun. I need the Lord to arise and step into my day and my life with the same certainty as the sun coming up in the morning. That's what's said here. That's what's said here. The Lord does arise and enter into the day of his people as surely as the sun rises in the morning. Well, it was a further encouragement 
to me to read George Horn's commentary that brought the same conclusion. I'd like to read to you something that he said. And these are his words. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. John 8, 12. And as the light of the sun goes out in the morning with inconceivable activity, new and youthful itself, and communicating light and life and gaiety to all things around it, like a bridegroom in, a, in the marriage garment from his chamber to his nuptials, so at his incarnation did the light divine, the promised bridegroom, visit his church, being clad himself and clothing her with that robe of righteousness. And as the material light is always ready to run in its heavenly race, daily issuing forth with renewed vigor like an invincible champion, fresh to the labor, so likewise did he rejoice to run his glorious race. He excelled in strength and his works were great and marvelous. He triumphed over the power of darkness. He shed abroad on all sides his bright beams upon his church. He became her deliverer, her protector and support and showed himself able in every respect to accomplish for her the mighty task that he had undertaken. What a marvelous instrument of the Most High is the sun at his rising, considered in this view. Think of the sun as a witness to you of Jesus Christ. Think of that flaming orb as it moves across the sky as a testament from your God as to how you will know Jesus Christ to be to you. Again, here's the point. The Lord Jesus is pictured here as the sun rising as a bridegroom and as a warrior freshly set for battle. The reason for the picture is to encourage and to assure his people that he will be known among them in this way. Known in their need of being made righteous and their need of his divine help. He will arise in his brilliance as a bridegroom coming from his chamber. I want you to think about that with me. We have a picture of Jesus Christ given to us in the very elements of nature to preach to your heart that he will arise as a great sun to your soul. Now I want us to think of this picture and I think it will profit us to consider the picture and learn what it suggests. I have a couple of things I want you to think with me about the rising of the sun, the picture of the coming up, of the sun in the east and the shedding of light into a new day. 
As I mentioned a moment ago, I want us to think first of its certainty. Here is a picture of absolute certainty. As sure as the sun will rise in the morning and cause its rays to chase away the darkness, so it is certain that the Lord Jesus will come to those that trust in Him. And I emphasize to you and I say with all seriousness, here is God's message to you. Now, you may be one as I am from time to time. One who wonders if the Lord will help you when you call on Him. Do you ever wonder that? What's God's message to your heart? See the sun. Look at the sun. When you have in your heart that conflict that says, I wonder if the Lord is going to hear me and help me, you look at the sun. Do you see the sun? There's your answer. There's your answer from God. Now I ask a second question to this. What will keep the sun from rising? Think about this with me. What will keep the sun from rising? Well, I'm going to say it this way. Even the devil, in all his powers and devices, cannot keep the sun from coming up. That is not in his hands. You know, sometimes you and I say, well, the devil and what he is doing to me and is accusing me of and how he plagues me and all the things that I have fallen under his uh, temptation whatever that's going to keep the Lord from helping me here's the message can the devil keep the sun from coming up he cannot keep you from the help of your God no matter what the circumstance or the place of your heart well I'm going to be somewhat ridiculous here Well, I believe this. I don't believe that the sun will come up in the morning. I am filled with unbelief. And my unbelief will keep the sun from coming up in the morning. I just know it will. Because after all, my unbelief is such a powerful thing. Well, let me say this. First, how silly is that notion? And you're, if you believe that the sun won't rise in the morning, is that going to affect it or not? Likewise, if you don't believe the Lord is going to help you, is that going to affect Him helping you or not? There's a lesson here. How silly it is not to trust Christ. The Lord Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 18, very pointedly, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. It's a certainty. As the bridegroom is on his way to the wedding, and he will not be deterred from that walk to the altar. So in like fashion, the sun arises in the east. 
And as the sun arises, so the Lord Jesus will come. You know, you think about it. Do we have instances in Scripture where it says the Lord purposed and absolutely had to make his way to a certain place because there was a need that he had to meet? Well, how about when the Scripture says the Lord needed to go through Samaria on his journey to Jerusalem? Why did he have to go to Samaria? It says he needs go through Samaria. Why? Because he had an appointment with a woman that was going to meet him at the well. And not only was he going to meet with her with all her failings and all her unbeliefs and all her ignorance about religion, he was going to meet with her, he was going to save her soul, but not only that, there were numerous ones in that city that believed through her testimony and then others who believed because they came to Christ and heard his words for themselves. He had to go as certain as it was that he was going to meet the need of that woman's heart. I suggest to you, he is set to meet the need of your heart too. He was also set to go to Calvary for you. Isaiah chapter 50 verse 6, I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. For the Lord God will help me, and therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint. Unmovable. Certain in its course. So my point to you is this. As certain as it is that the sun will rise, so the Lord will meet with you. But here's another thing. Has the Lord said that he is going to come back sometime? How certain is that? Again, as certain as the sun rises in the east, the Lord Jesus is going to return. A second thing I would point out to you about the character of the sun that teaches us a lesson. And that is that we should notice, secondly, the brilliance not only certainty, but brilliance. As the sun shines in absolute brilliance, so the glory of the Lord will be seen in his coming to rescue the saint. And I say here, as a matter of just Bible exposition, the image of the bridegroom coming out of his chamber is instructive. Really the idea here, and I leaned on others such as Horatius Bonner uh, and his comments on this portion before this it is important that we would note that the glory that might be seen on the face of our bridegroom or rather we might say it this way the, the beaming smile of the bridegroom as he goes forth to take the bride is an infectious thing all around are affected there's gaiety and there's cheerfulness. There's joy. Much like when the sun arises and the rays from the sun affects all that it arises over. So the brilliance and the glory of Jesus Christ as a bridegroom who comes rejoicing to do for his people is a power that is infectious and encouraging to the hearts of all that trust in him. Second, 
this note, this point was made, the bridegroom's countenance is that of a man who looks for his bride. Oh, see it. A man who looks for his bride with a full expectation of the life that lies ahead. She is his and he is hers. And Bonner suggests this cheerful and happy scene, this greatest of moments of happiness, is as if it were a portrayal of the sun that has risen and beams forth in all its glory. We might also say this. We've had instances throughout the scripture where this aspect of the beaming of Christ is, was seen. Perhaps you'll remember with me the picture of the Mount of Transfiguration. Matthew chapter 17, verse 1, it says, and After six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John his brother, and bringeth them up into an high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun. And his raiment was white as the light. When we read of the Lord Jesus in the book of Revelation, as that one who sits upon the throne in Revelation 1.16, we read, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. The brilliance, the glory, the irrepressible glory of the Lord Jesus is that which is being presented here. So you say, well, how does this apply to me? This way. Here we might find ourselves asking, will my darkness, the day of my darkness, the day of my gloom, the day of my sorrow, the day of my shame, will that stand with the coming of such a bridegroom? Will his help be of such a kind as to turn my night into sunshine? When Jesus comes to your heart, it changes everything. I just hear somebody saying, I know I, heard, I know I hear it, but I'm just sure that my situation is different. I am the exception clause to the promises of God. Well, let me say this to you. The rising of the sun shows no exceptions and no thwarting of its brilliance. It will shine, and you will know it. You are not in a place where even your darkness will prevent the Lord Jesus from doing what he means to do in your heart if you belong to him. Well, I'm going to suggest another thought. The rising of the sun in the east at break of day shining its brilliance and unstoppable movement speaks to us of newness. So there's my third point, newness. The sun seems eager to start the new day by its rising. It means to have the day begin with a freshness and a newness. Again, this is certainly an application of the picture. 
we sit in the misery of our sorrows, our failures, our sins, and our doubts. We, in such a case, do not need to review these things. Somehow, I don't know why it is a habit amongst us, that we feel like we have to go over and over our sins, reviewing them, analyzing them from this point of view and from that point of view, as if it does us some good in some way. You, child of God, do not need to review all of the things that would count as darkness to you. You do not need a better understanding of them. We do not need to change them so that they are understood by us in a better light. We need to have the hope and help of God to undertake to make the day new. We need a change as dramatic as night and day. The picture of the bridegroom coming out of his chamber with an eagerness to enter into a new day with new mercies every morning is in view. The old is done away and the dark is washed in light. Further, the image of the warrior in this verse, fresh and ready for the fight, is not an image of a man wanting to reform the situation of the enemy. It is the image of a man who means to set all things new. The Lord Jesus said in John 10 and 10, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Now that word abundantly does not mean I want to make your life a little bit more tolerable than it is now. It does not mean that the same old life as you had, but now you have strength to keep that old life going. The Lord isn't just meaning for you, as it were, to tread the same old way with the same old results. You know, when the Lord Jesus opened the eyes of Bartimaeus, it was not so that he could sit along the Jericho Road and continue to beg. The whole life of that man was made new. So it is with you. When the Lord Jesus comes to help, He doesn't mean just to let you continue to slob along. He means for you to go on in newness. Well, I come to my last thought, and that is this. That the lesson of the sun and how it rises upon us is coming up in the east at daybreak speaks to us of celebration. Celebration. Some of you may have noticed this, but you know birds sing their hardest when the sun is on its way up. Or as the Christmas hymn says, let heaven and nature sing. No. They do at the rising of the sun. Now there is a tie in this thought to another verse that we sometimes assign only to the thought of the coming and going of sorrow, but I think it has a much broader meaning. There's a verse in Psalm 30, actually verse 5, that says, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. 
Now I suggest to you that this short statement is not only a setting forward of hopeful comfort from the Lord in the day of sorrow, but I would say that that word is also prophetic. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Consider. At Calvary, there was for a moment a time of sorrow. Sorrow deeper than had been known at any other moment. For this man of sorrows was made sin for us. Yes, the sky was darkened that day. It was a moment of night. It endured for a moment. But in the morning, in the morning of the third day, as sure as the rising of the sun, as sure as the rising of the sun, there was a rising of the sun. Yes, he came forth as a bridegroom out of his chamber. And the whole of heaven and men whose names are written in the book of the Lamb will rejoice for all time and will celebrate with immense joy the coming forth of the bridegroom from his chamber. Oh, I suggest to you when you consider that moment, you see here is the bridegroom. Here is the warrior. And he stands with the gleam of joy and victory in his eye. All is ready now for the wedding. All has been done. It is finished. Let the sun shine. Well, how does that relate to me? <coughs> well, I say here's the point. As surely as that morning saw the bridegroom come forth in joy and strength, you will find him to be so today for your help. As surely as Christ came forth from that chamber, he is set to come to you. Ah, ah, but our hearts say, but I don't see him. I don't see him. You know, such was the thought of the sisters of Lazarus. Lord, if thou hadst been here. Oh, they didn't see the Lord Jesus. They didn't know what he was doing. They had no idea of the glory of the moment that was shortly to come. He was there. And he was there in his time, and it was perfect, and it was right, and the glory of the Lord shone round about. My point to you is this. Trust him. As sure as you cannot miss the sun, you will not miss him. He will be seen. Again, that was the Lord's thought to my mind as I read that through the second time. And the message seemed to come to me, wait for the sun. Wait for the sun. 
He's coming. Yes, he's coming some glorious day, as the hymn writer said. But he's coming to meet the need of your heart, child of God. Wait for him. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thy heart, thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. A bridegroom coming out of his chamber speaks of Christ Jesus as the Son in all the ways that we could imagine the Son coming forth in his power and brilliance and constancy. There's God's message to you. When you get doubting, child of God, look at the Son. Or understand the sun. Don't look at the sun. You might hurt your eyes, so to speak, but there's the message. As sure as the sun comes up, there's a testament day unto day and night unto night. Here's the message of God to you. May the Lord give us ears to hear and hearts to believe. Let's all pray. Our Father and our God, now we would pray that you will bless this word. We pray that you will use it in our hearts and minds to cause us to be a people of faith rather than those who would doubt, those who would listen to all the false things that the devil would seek to present, saying that the Lord is far from you, the Lord is not going to help you, the Lord can't do what he says he's going to do. Well, we pray that you will prove all these things to be as false as they are. Now, O God, I pray that you will bless us as we leave this place. I pray that you will keep us close to your own heart. For we ask it all in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen.